Yeah, y'all know what's going on. It's Shayla, the girl, your girl. And if you are under the sound of my voice, you are tuning in for a very literary episode of the Chiz Podcast. And I don't know about you good people, but I myself personally am having, I'm just having life. Life is having me. Um, So without any further needed delay, grab a glass, pop a squat, and get comfy. Because your week's finna get a little disheveled. Cheers, ho. Spin on here. I need more than a text message. You mm. gonna have to pull up with something impressive. Words got you driving reckless. Boom. Drink your water and hydrate. Hydrate, bitch. I want to. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this. And thank you for coming back to my program. I know y'all niggas missed me. I usually only take one week off at the end of the month, but, you know, I felt the woes of the ancestors towards the end of Black History Month, guys. It's been, it was just a lot. And I was like, you know what? I can't do this. I, I, I cannot. Not life problems, job problems, technical difficulty problems, first world problems, pandemic problems. Just, oh my God, I feel like black. I feel like six slack. Just so many of them things. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Happy that you're here. Happy to be, uh, in your ears. Happy that you are taking the time to come commune with me and hear what my nigga ass and my nigga ass friends have to say. And, you know, that above all things touches me. Every time I step into the metaphorical booth, I instantly feel connected to you all. And it makes me happy. It makes me feel seen. And I see you and we all see each other. Clear vision. It's amazing. I hope you've been well. I hope you've been doing everything that needs to be done. I hope that it's been giving what it's supposed to give. I hope that you've been drinking your water, keeping up with your shit. You know, the usual things we agree about at the end of the episode. And then I come back and I'll be like, did you do it? And as long as you're here right now listening to me, I'm pretty sure you did some, if not most, if not all of those things. So I'm proud of you. Thank you for being here. I love you. I'm not even going to get into a deep dive of everything that's been going on with me because I could really make that in itself a whole other episode, but I also don't feel like talking about my business like that. But just know, a bitch is battling depression. I feel like Zach Fox, like, I'm not going to stick my dick in a thousand island dressing, but I definitely got depression. Like, oh, you know, I'm a little hurt. I've been a little booty hurt recently. So, you know. You know what that's like. And if you don't know what that's like, it's just, it's like you're down and it 
you're just tired. You're down and you're tired, confused. You want to do things, trying to do things that don't really break down the way it's supposed to. It's like you put in a lot of effort, don't eh, feelings, lots of them. Pray for your girl. That's all I really want um, from you all is just to just pray for me. It ain't even got to be just deep or too deep. Just, you know, God, where the show little girl? Let it be lit. You know, and that in itself is a very robust. I said robust a lot in this episode. I'm going to say robust a lot in this episode. It is robust, though. It would be a robust prayer, and it would just bring me a lot of happiness, things of that nature, to know that you wish me well, because I pray for you, and I pray that it's lit for you. I finally watched something other than Girlfriends. I binge-watched WandaVision yesterday, Sunday. It was fucking amazing. Wanda Maximoff is a cold bitch, okay? That's a cold bitch, and I know she be fucking up. She be fucking up. But that's a cold bitch at the end of the day, and I don't care what nobody say. That's all I have to say on that. Definitely go watch WandaVision. Celebrate Women's History Month. I would also like to celebrate Women's History Month, and I'll probably do this, if not every episode, just randomly from here on out. I've already started a trend, my girlfriend's take of the week. Um, this week I would like to talk about how I think it's fucked up, how the plot broke down, where after Maya tried to end, even though it was a little too late, cause you know, you shouldn't, shouldn't have been in the first place. But when she tried to end her affair with Stan, I don't appreciate how this nigga started stalking her and niggas really wanted to pretend on some morality high ground. It's like, well, this is what you get being stalked by this man. You shouldn't have that. And it's like, Bitch, this is weird. This nigga is in her home pretending he don't know her. Nigga, you brought my kids? Like, no. Maya did not deserve that. I really need everybody to give up the narrative that that was okay to happen because she somehow... No. Stop the madness. I I don't want to hear that. I, I don't... Stop the nonsense. I'm... No. That's crazy. And this is the type of shit we do. And even how Stan had the nerve at the end to be like, uh, well, at first, I, uh, at first, you didn't like Darnell. And now we both, now we have a problem because we both feel for Darnell. Like, whatever the fuck that nigga said, okay? I can't remember it right now. I'm a little fried, okay? So I can't remember what he said, but it was some nonsense and some bullshit. A certain, like, he really gave a fuck about Darnell. I'm sick and tired of niggas. The same thing happened in the book that we read this month when the nigga found out about, um, when the nigga found out exactly who her husband was and then go and try to play her like, you told me it was whoop-dee-doo and did it, nigga. Is we fucking or not? Like, you out here asking questions. Now you want to be a moral high ground. Was we not fucking together? Now you want to turn on me? Listen. Stop the madness. I don't... I'm not here for the shenanigans and pretending like women deserve wild, crazy, extreme, and violent experiences for doing some shit that everybody does, especially that niggas do. That niggas do. So that was that. Maya deserved better. I want reparations for Maya. That's my girlfriend's take of the week. 
I will now proceed to share the TikTok of the week. You all can hear it in my voice and it's in my bones. Like, I'm not really on my love and light shit right now. I'm not feeling it. Like, I'm trying to get back there, but I'm not all the way there. I'm actually in a space where it is quite easy for me to choose violence. I'm finding very violent things funny at this time. So I'm going to take you on the journey that I'm on and let you know what tickled the fuck out of me this week. Tell me you're going to hell without telling me you're going to hell. Okay, so boom. One day I was on TikTok scrolling and I seen a lady say, Dear black people, white people don't smell like mayonnaise. So I decided to stitch it because I ain't never heard about no white person smelling like no mayonnaise. So I was like, um, no, nah, white people don't smell like mayonnaise. Y'all smell like outside and wet dog. And this other lady decided to comment on my um, video. And she said that black people smell like Crisco and welfare. So I went on to her page and I just seen that her dad had just recently passed. So I asked her what her dad smell like. Play with your pussy. Don't play with me, ho. Yep. I think the message is very plain to me. I think the message, don't start none, won't fucking be none. We was keeping it. We was keeping it cool. Y'all know y'all smell like outside. Y'all love the fucking outdoors. That's y'all space. That's y'all area. Y'all done took up all of it fucking going from country to country. Then took up all the goddamn space. Y'all love the fucking out. That's y'all shit. So why are you mad? You smell like outside. Wet dog. Facts are just facts. Okay. I, I don't. Shit. Those are things that we can tangibly smell. You talking about Crisco. First of all, niggas don't smell like fucking Crisco. Third of all, I don't even know. How many niggas to this day still have the actual Crisco can of grease in the home? You feel me? That is a very niche market of particular cooking and chefing black women, right? Who is also the shit, so shut the fuck up. But not welfare, social issues, things that cause grief and generational trauma in our community? Well, bitch... Let's talk about grief and gener let's talk about grief and generational trauma. It seems like you got a little bit of that going on too, so let me poke around in your fucking uh closet, bitch. Listen, we don't have time. I don't have time for the nonsense. If you don't start none, then there will not be none. Period point blank. So let's get into this niggulation and then let's get into the door so that we can welcome our esteemed confidant. That is going to help us to give what needs to be gave. Today we take our book from the illustrious chapter 15. The sweet verse 1. I ain't lying about my nut just to make a nigga happy. You all know who is the author of chapter 15. Of... Nigelations, none other than the Great Stallion. It's a great chapter, an excellent chapter, a long chapter that gives us much wisdom. Much wisdom. 
And I think the message is plain. Why would I do such a thing? I will never, never, ever, ever in my life again. And I think that if um, our main character, mm, our main character from the text of which we read this past month would have heard that niggulation, if Megan Thee Stallion would have been making the good music in the 90s to empower the girls, we would have a slightly different generation going on. You know what I'm saying? Because we had Ken, we had five, but like, if if if... If we had a strong roster headed by the lyrical genius and power that is the great stallion, I just, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I, but I think you do. Today at the door, I am a flutter and filled with joy. This was actually one of the things that was definitely able to raise my spirit. I am high spirited to, I, that's not, I said it, me said it. I know that that's not a thing that people say, but I am high spirited too. I am high spirited too. Welcome back for the three Pete. That is her third involvement on this blessed program. My great sis, six foot shawty, killer trail. Y'all know the vibes. You know the voice. You know the energies. And you know to match it when you see her. Very happy that we got to sit down and have this conversation and record it just because I didn't have an official host for the month of February, as you all saw, but it ended up being her because she was so enthralled and definitely helped me to stay encouraged and on track, especially on days when I just wasn't feeling good about myself at all. She definitely, no, reminded me of myself and to get out of my own mess, the mess in my head, into some mess that is not real. You see, entertainment, everyone, enrichment, everyone. Well, I'm going to play the music. I'm going to let that thing play. And then when you get back, you're going to be listening to Catrell and I talk shit like you may have never heard before. And it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. And you're going to love it. All right? So go top that drink off, okay? Add a little ice cube. You're going to need it. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Today in the building, we have none other than the caring, the comforting. Damn, I got fucked up because the adjective I wanted to use start with a with a C and not a K, but it has an H, so it's a ch and it don't work. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. The COO, everyone. This is my fucking COO. We got the COO in the motherfucking building. Gang, 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 gang. What's up, y'all? It is my good sis, my great sis. My OG, 
the closest of the close friends. Katrin. Six foot shawty in the building. And the crowd goes wild. The crowd is going crazy. You guys. Hi, friends. Hello, listeners of now and in the future. I'm hey. so elated to be here today. That's my word of the day, guys. Elated. Amen. Elated. Shout out to Maya. That's the word of the day. Elated. Elated. Fuck it is dummy. How are you? You know, I am honestly phenomenal. I'm not going to hold you. That's excellent. That's excellent. Thank you. And I love that that. Ooh. I love that for you. I love that that's your home frequency. Yeah, man. Look at you. You ain't even got the lights up, but you're glowing. You don't know it, but I see (laughs) you. You know. It's right on your cheeks. You're beaming bright, friend. You're you're beaming bright. Amen. I just like to Amen. I just like to give Katrina special thanks for appearing here way past her bedtime. Way past, guys. I am way up past. awake. <laughs> but she did. You didn't have to do it, but she did, but she uh, did. Mm, and I mm, thank you. Mm, mm. Thank you. Always happy to always happy to appear, man. Always happy to make a special guest appearance. It's fun. I'm just forever proud of you. Forever proud, oh. man. Forever proud. Forever your support. Forever. Don't make me don't make me cry for this piece. When you come to discuss no tearful shit, and you got me one I mean, up with emotions. You sure this book not? T- oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I mean. <laughs> It was a little, uh, I mean, it was a little motion, but. Okay. Katrina right. busting at the seams to get into <laughs> the teams. And we will arrive there. We will arrive there. Um, if I'm sure I probably already said this or, you know, by the title or whatever. But this is the book gang episode of four shit for the march no not march guys this is the book gang episode for the february selection titled (laughs) titled addicted it is by zane there it is Paired yeah. with, there it is. Thank you, friend. I got you. Always, there. always, always. I got you. Sorry, y'all. I'm both right now, and I'm just trying to balance. But yes, that lovely and sexy text paired with love drunk rose from is it Mason or Mason? I think it's May. I think it's May. Okay, by Mason here. I too. As I take a sip of the love drunk, you guys. Yeah. Love drunk. Okay. Love drunk. Listen. Love being drunk. Love be, you know what I'm saying? Love being drunk. I'm here with someone I love and I'm drunk. Oh. It's, it's the vibe. It's the vibe. It's in the it's in the title. You know? It's on the it's on the thing, guys. It's, it's on, on the, the thing. thing. It's on the stuff. It's on the stuff. So yeah. 
Cottrell was the unofficial. There it is. I remember I said I had to say this, and so I had to say this. I would just want for everyone to understand that I didn't have a host this month, um, but Cottrell was the unofficial host. Cottrell tapped in and took up all the responsibilities of a co-host. Poor Ahemplo reading the damn book on time. Because <laughs> I was behind this month. But... You know, Y'all, I had to, I had to be like, Shay, <laughs> you ain't get to this part yet. Shay, okay, Shay, I need you to read the book. Shay, I need, I'm going through things. I need you to read the book. You know, you read the, the book, fam- sis. She reposted it. She kept it together. She kept the family together. That's what she does. That's who she is. <laughs> so, um, you know, Cottrell was so deeply enthralled in this text as we all were we came together like at movie night it was a movie night where we all conglomerated like oh so we all collectively understand that this is why this shit like why yeah 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 i don't know why we weren't really vocal this month i don't know but you know whatever but listen it's been a great month and i thank you control for everything that you've done and i just want to give you your your roses, tulips, and dandelions. No, dandelions are bad. Sunflowers. Girl, what am I? I don't know. Dandelions. Dandelions. I mean, they're kind of cute, though. I mean, honestly, I don't really know what flowers mean, right? So if it look good together, all is well. No, dandelions are the little shit that we pick up on them. And, like, and you wish, right? So, you know, yeah. that's the, that's, I like dandelion. Are those yeah, really flowers, they- though? Plants, they're plants. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never, I don't know. I never thought of dandelions. No, they're not flowers. They're definitely not flowers. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Then I'm not tripping. You know, it's me. It's I mean, it's all it's audibly me. (laughs) Me. I will cheers to that. It's fine. Cheers to that. Okay. No, for real. Let us get. I mean, day, and then we can get a refresher on your ministry and you can give us an update about that um and yeah then we'll just keep the party going and you know let the let the spirits take us where it may um today in the virtual stew in the digital stew you heard what we said we was drinking and we'll say it again in case you was listening slow and you didn't catch us we're listening i said listening to friend help me Okay, guys, today in the stew. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Today's today's, uh, special selection, right? The special selection of the month of February is, it's called Love Drunk, right? It is a rosé. Rosé, baby. It is a rosé, you know? I'm just, I'm just going to pour a little bit more in my glass, you know, just, uh, as just a, just a dollop, you know, just a dollop. A dollop of rosé, dollop just, of rosé. Just a dollop of rosé, you know. And friends, this this rosé is, um, let me find the percentage. Does that say 13.1, 13.3? I don't know. 13.3. 13.3, guys. My glasses were not on. Oh, wait. No, no, no. It's totally one. My glasses are also Wow, wow, wow. Okay, I put my glasses on, and that was very clearly a one. Very, very, clearly. very much one. Very clearly a one. 13.1%. Mm-hmm. A 2020 of, vintage. 
the alcohol 2020 vintage. You guys, when I first took a sip, hello, I am here. That I don't know if I opened the door. I wasn't ready. I I had I'm hosting a party and I wasn't ready, you guys. Yeah, I wasn't I just, prepared. It's like that episode of That's a Raven where she was doing her face mask. Bro, because they was like, uh, we heard the party got moved to seven. No. No, nigga. <laughs> Party's at eight. What do you mean? Nasty yeah. work. Nasty yeah, work. Guys. But anyway, we are drinking Love Drunk Rosé from Mason Noir Wines. Mason Noir Wines, as always, is a black owned winery because that's what we do here at the Cheers Podcast. We support black motherfucking owned businesses. Word. It's a 2020 vintage from Oregon. Uh, you know, there's usually, I always like to read the bottle. The bottle is quite minuscule. Um, it actually, it, it's kind of like Master T, uh, no, Master Breeze and T Dollar are two different people. And I have them fucked up on today. It's kind of like, you know, T Dollar says, it speaks with intent. It don't speak much, but it speaks with intent. And it says, when reality is better than your dreams. Amen. And should we not all strive to such a thing? Mm. I know Zoe. I know Zoe was trying to strive to such a thing. Yes. (laughs) Zoe. Zoe was living in a fairy tale. She, she had to be living in a fairy tale. She no, had to be. her reality was better than her fucking dreams, sister. But um, anyway, that is what we're sipping on. As you heard, it's a very, it, you know, it's as rosé as rosé goes. You feel me? I enjoy it a lot. It has an adequate body. I think it is a perfect balance of dry and sweet. A perfect balance of dry and sweet. I can Absolutely agree. Absolutely perfect. I can um, agree. You had the Black Girl Magic one, uh, rose, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I like the Black Girl Magic rose. I feel like I want them for two different occasions. I feel like the Black Girl Magic rose is a little drier, mm-hmm. which I do appreciate because I do have an appreciation for semi-dry, not dry, semi-dry. <laughs> and so it definitely leaned more on the semi-dress that and I appreciated that for the time and place in which it was but I also think this is the perfect like it's right in the middle between semi-sweet and semi-dry for me and I love it it's tasty it's rich and packs a motherfucking punch yes cheers cheers to cheers cheers Love drunk, man. It was like, love being drunk. I'm here and I'm drunk with someone I love. That's just what the wine told me to do. It's a miracle. And, you know, we're here. Amen. Yeah, they did that. They really did. They did that one. That I mm. do. I I was really happy when I tried Black Girl Rosé because I was like, yes, Black women. I love it. Doing things and stuff. But this one here... Yeah, 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 yeah. This one here. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, like, I would bring this out. I'll bring this out at a kickback. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I feel like Black Girl Rose is like, I'm That's sorry, like Black Girl Magic. 
Mm-hmm. That rosé is like... Um, you, I, I, I feel like, you know, maybe the champagne at a wedding or something. I don't know. Like, just, just something more, <laughs> you know? But this one is like girls night we finna turn up and get loose i was about to say this is like in an hour or so we're really finna be twerking it down you know what i'm saying let's start off here with some love drunk you guys let's start off here yeah you know amen amen it's beautiful i love it i love it okay so shout out to this drink uh why don't you update us on our ministry so that we know where you're at and how you're entering this space and coming to us. And then we can get into this text, you find me. Yes. Well, I, I wish I remembered what I said my ministry was. I think it was just helping people because if that's not what I said the first time, that's what I should have said because <laughs> I am here to help you guys. Um, I just, I just have the desire and passion to help people. You know, I'm one of those people that are like, oh, I just want to make the world a better place. Like, yes, I do actually want to make the world a better place. Um, so just update on that. You know, I recently got accepted to graduate school. Hey, so. scholarship, gang, 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 gang. It's lit out here, guys. You know, I'm finna, I'm finna really be grinding hard for the next three All years. All my bitches, you know. You already, you really don't see me already, but you really nothing to see me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Pop back up in like 2024, 2025, whatever that year is. Yeah, man. <laughs> but um, God is good. Honestly, you know, it was a, it was a lot of prayer. It was a lot of work going Ooh. into that. Um, it was a lot of preparation and hard work pays off. And you know, my God never fails. So Thanks. that's that. Speak a word in this place. That's that, you guys. Speak a word. I serve a greater God than all of you. I don't know. I'm sorry, no shade, but like, I, I serve the all greatest God. I serve the greatest God. Like not all of you. It's like, but we we all but probably serving the same God. But I just want you to know that, you guys. I, I'm really telling you that I'm His favorite. Like, I'm not even gonna hold you. Say that. Say that. I'm say not that. even gonna hold is definitely God's favorite. Coachella is definitely y'all. God's favorite. That's not even. That's not even slightly cap. Not even gonna hold y'all. Not even gonna hold y'all. I really just be like God. I want. He just be like, I know. Here it is, and I just be yeah. like, oh. So okay. All you have to do is just say that. You know what I'm saying? So my God is a God of just say that. Ooh, that's a word. That's a word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Really, well, well, just say that. Just say that. While we're here, just saying it. Um, we just gonna talk about how good Shay look. Y'all, we not about to. We not about to just. We not about to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She really look Stop good, y'all. It. She Stop really just look good, y'all. It's the lashes for me, for real. It's the lashes for me. But it's also. I hope y'all get to see this, this nice, mm, tasty, just, you know, perfect shade of red for her skin tone. It's oh. just so tasty. It's just, she's just, mm, you guys, the snack. Woo. I mean the meal, but mm, guys, the snack, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes it just be the snack that just be hitting, you know mm. what I'm saying? It's, not, it's just the snack before the meal, you guys. It's just the snack. Mm. Amen. Thank you. Cause 
the snack that all right i've said snack multiple times <laughs> maybe i'm hungry it's the snack y'all she really looked like a strawberry dipped in chocolate just mm, just delectable stop <laughs> thank you i will Brent. continue so no. <laughs> thank you friend for your kind words and your love Always. i appreciate you I appreciate you. Could like I said, Katrell is sitting in the dark, but she shines bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond on Rihanna. Shine and bright like a diamond. She truly does. Shine bright like a diamond. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. So like this book that we read this month or this past month, February was a good month of just like sex and um, sexiness. Yes and happy and mess and mess and mess but like it was delicious like mm. delicious mess Mm. you know what i'm saying just uh tasty delectable and i feel as though we could not have selected a better text there was a film do y'all know there is a film a whole movie it's a film. It came out in 2014. It stars Sharon Leal and Boris Kojo. If we don't know who Sharon Leal is, we've all seen uh, Tyler Perry's Why Did I Get Married? Uh, oh, yes. Tyler it's Perry. It's her. The, the one that played his wife. Yes, the one that got her tubes tied without telling him. You know what I'm saying? That just had the whole uh, uh, emotional imaginary in her head affair with the homeboy from her office and she just was just being a trash woman you know sometimes the homie at the office be fine now what you (laughs) sometimes they do be fine sometimes they do be fine but you don't go home and fuck your husband thinking about him that's 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 just big wow that was just big wow you know what i'm saying that was just big wow like okay you can identify that he's fine. It's always going to be people fine. J. Cole said, you ain't going to be nothing until you love yours. So I just want y'all to know. Oh, my goodness. You ain't shit unless you love yours, bro. But now you ain't shit. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you done I summed mean, up the whole book, but I mean. <laughs> word. As usual, at this point of the episode, if you made it this far and you haven't read the book, and you do not like spoilers, this is when you tune the fuck out and go download the fucking Audible and read it and then come back and listen to us. But if you read along, watch the movie, and or don't give a fuck about spoilers... Welcome. Allow us to spoil the book for you. I will give you all the tea. All of the shits. Let's let's Let's, let's get it. Let's get it. Addicted is a story that follows Zoe on her journey to reckoning with her sex addiction and the three extramarital affairs oh. that it had spurned. Mm-hmm. 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 Listen. <laughs> Y'all tell me. What mess do y'all want to start with? It's just what I want to know. Like literally, it's just different piles. It's like it's it's like laundry day. It's like laundry day. You understand? And it's like we have the whites, mm-hmm. we have the 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 round bread berries, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have the the grays and the mm-hmm. grays and the green. You know, we have the 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 darks, the black. Then you have like you're just your denim wash. Mm-hmm. So we can pick one. And- but guys, but guys, you know, you sometimes you have those wash days where you gotta wash all your towels too. Damn. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like she had to wash a lot. I feel like yeah. she needed to wash a lot. She needed yeah. to wash her kitchen towels. Yeah. She had to wash the bath towels. And then you got to make correct. sure that those are washed with the correct colors. Correct. Y'all, it was a lot. So much so. I enjoyed this book very much. I will say, I don't know if I, <laughs> I, don't know if I said that. Um, I enjoyed this book very much. As we said, let's pick a trash pile. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was going to say it was very, and then I couldn't even, I couldn't even. The book was a lot. Um, I, I don't want to say I didn't enjoy the book because I was very much invested. So Uh, much so. I was so invested. But I think I was just invested in the mess. I just was like, what's she going to do next? When is she going to learn? Is she going to stop? What is, you know, it was like, I just wanted to know what was next. Like I needed to know what was, what was coming up? What was going to happen with this? She done did this. What was going to happen? I I wanted to know how the book was going to end. So it was was heavily invested. That's the thing. It it was written in a way that hooks you. Yes. Agree. Agree. It was written in a way that hooks you. So whereas like, okay, I'm only going to read a couple pages or I'm only going to listen for 10 minutes. And then, you know, three hours later, the book always keeps you on your toes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is good. We, we like books like that. That's, we like that. That's good. That's good. Good job. Good job, Zane. That was good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I guess we can, let's break it up by her various affairs. Okay. I guess let's break it into her relationships and then we can kind of tie it all up because it'll all come out in the... Well, first of all, let's start with her husband, right? She's in a relationship with her husband, duh. She's married. married. (laughs) High school sweetheart. She is married to the man and we're going to call him JK, right? The book (laughs) names him as Jason. Yeah, that is her husband. That is the love of her life. Always has been. Always will be. That's their That's thing. Never you know what I'm saying? Uh, they yeah. Together. So, so she moved to Atlanta. Yes, mm-hmm. to Atlanta ATL when she was a youth. When yeah, she, when she was like what eight, ten, ten, eight, ten, 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 ten. 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 It yeah, it was ten, ten. You're because right. because of, of the right, 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 ten, ten, and so. She moves to Atlanta. They live across the street from each other as children on some love and basketball shit. Like literally, it was like eight chapters of love and basketball. Like literally, you guys. and whoever that young man that played cute was. Eight chapters of eight love chapters and basketball. Of them growing from like being 10 years old to finally fucking on prom night. Eight chapters of love and basketball. And it literally, was, it, was, it was cute. It was very it was so cute. cute. It was very 
reminiscent of, you know, the young days. I, think we don't talk, I was about to say, we don't talk about it because it's kind of weird to, you know, talk about youth sexuality because, like, I'm an adult. So, like, I don't want it. Like, it, it's weird when you think about youth. But when we were kids, it reminds you about, you know what I'm saying? When, when you, we were kids, you know. And, and we were curious, you, you know like, what I'm saying? We were kids once, and oh, okay. when I was 13 and I learned, uh, I, I we didn't call it twerking, when I learned what a grind on me was, you know what I'm saying? It was clapping. You know what I'm saying? It was, clapping. It, was it, we, it, it sparked an interest, right, in 13-year-old in boys and girls. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Middle school grad, like, oh, what's that? And then you know that early high the 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 high school gropery. Shout out to high school, <laughs> I guess. Shout out to high school. I'm telling you, I remember the first time I actually. <laughs> oh, like I remember the first time I actually seen dick like in my face. Like what? Like what? What? What do I do with it? Like, <laughs> not even to go there. <laughs> I am not even to go we there. We don't have time. We don't have time. But it takes us through their youth and then their senior year of high school. They always have tension in their youth because she really wanted to have sex and he didn't. Did not. He was very averse to sex. Like even when they were children, they would grope and things like that. But then she would be like, sex, let's have sex. I mean, not children, this is. God, they were like in their teenage years in their high school. I mean, that's still a child. I know. <laughs> they were they were still children, you guys. I actually I don't know if they ever really grew up. <laughs> TBHFRFR, I don't know <laughs> if they really they? ever grow up. Did they grow up? They sing a year at high school, prom night. Well, first of all, her, I, I'm not going to give away all the, this. I'll, I'll try, I'll leave some mystery out of it a little bit, or I'll try to. Senior year, prom. Mm-hmm. They fucked for the first time. Like, when I tell you, like, it was typical first time, <clears throat> like, put the, in, put the tip in, pump, 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 pump it up. Hit a joke number there. Pump, pump, pump it up. And then, baby. And then he was like, "Oh well, yeah, she got pregnant. She got pregnant. She definitely got pregnant off of pre cum, pre cum, and three pumps. Can you imagine?" Although, oh, sorry, I just fast forwarded in my head. They got married right after they graduated. Like walked out of grad, walked across the graduation stage into the wedding. I don't know if that's actually how it happened, but in my head, that's how it happened. That's exactly how it happened. That's why I say I don't know if they ever really grew up because, um, yeah, like yeah, okay, she had a baby, but y'all, Zoe was hella childish. Jason too, but Jason just had like an aversion to sex, which which was so bad, which was so bad, like. So much so that all she ever got from the time that she got pregnant was, was like pump, pump, pump. Until literally until the end of the book, it was you know <laughs> let me let me one two three, 
and then baby. Like, that's what would happen, right? So, mm-hmm. obviously, she was super fertile, and he didn't know what a blink was, right? He was always packing. Pow, pow, pow. Because the first time it was one, then, you know. It was bloody murder every motherfucking time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, we went for our second, and we got twins. Like, uh, bro, the sperm was working overtime. They were working overtime because they were not being properly cared for. But that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Tis what it is. And so she just goes through her life not enjoying sex with her husband, being deeply in love with him. She always stresses. Like the beginning of the book is her in the therapist's office trying to get help for her sexual addiction. And literally eight chapters spans her telling us about how they got together. Right. Them in a therapy session. Like she spent eight chapters on a therapy session explaining how much she loves her husband, which also speaks to the sequence of this book. <laughs> it is all over the place. It's all over the place, baby. It's it's, it's so wild. As Okay, so I had the audio book, right? So I was listening to the book, and I just, as I was listening to the book, I was trying to understand, like, I didn't understand the the back and forth, the back and forth. Like I got in the beginning, right? When she had her eight chapters of love and basketball, I understood that she was telling her therapist the story. I understood she was, this is how we met. This is how we fell in love. This is our story, right? But after chapter eight, you guys, it just felt like she was going in circles. It just, it was just so, and maybe, maybe just because I was just listening, I don't know if those who had the physical book felt differently, but I just was, I was like, bro, where, what? Like I was confused. And literally at that point I was there for the mess. I was just there for the mess because that's what made sense. That's what made sense. He's like, I'm here for the mess. Um, I have the Kindle whisper sync. So I read it talks to me while I read and it'll, if I listen to audiobook, it picks up and all that. So I will say it is a different experience when you're physically reading. Ooh, I hit the glass. When you're physically reading, mm-hmm. it is, there's a difference. She moves around because a lot of it is her talking to her therapist about things that happen. Mm-hmm. But we're just placed into what is happening sometimes without the exact, like the context of her being in therapy is set or the concept of her reminiscing. Like, I think what really confused the fuck out of me, I had to restart this chapter multiple times because I was in the car when they went to the zoo. Oh, the club. When they went to the club, when they went to the club to call the the club called the zoo and we going to fucking get there. But I didn't under, it took me a while to understand that that was in the past. Yeah, 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 Like, you know, when she was speaking of like, oh yeah, I'm here to meet Dempsey. And I'm like, but we already met Dempsey and hate Dempsey. Agree, agree. It was like, oh, oh, this is a flashback. Like, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I understand. Yeah, I feel like um, Zane, the author, she... She didn't put a lot of effort in like, or maybe, I don't know if it's Zane, the author, or the person who was reading the book. I guess it's both. I don't know. But there was not a lot of effort in like clearly identifying the time frames that was going on, which was very confusing. 
right? We knew the beginning was the beginning because obviously she's a grown ass adult, right? And obviously she's talking about, yeah, when I was 10 and we moved to Atlanta and then this child from across the street, like it was very obvious that they were young and in high school, but like she like fast forwarded, bloop, had a kid, bloop, had another kid. Like she fast forwarded for a second and then got into her mess and it was just like, wait, 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 wait. So did you just, did this mess happen today? Did the mess happen last week? And it's the like, oh, last year. so the mess has been happening for the last year is what you're saying. Like, right, right, you, you right. definitely, you definitely, I don't even want to say, I don't want to necessarily critique it as maybe whether it's like good or poor writing, but definitely you have to work to understand. Like you, you, you can't passively consume this book or you will right. be confused about and maybe that was the point, right? Maybe Zayn did that on purpose. It's very possible. Maybe she did that on purpose. Damn, to, maybe to, to emulate how reader, you, right, 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 right. To keep and to keep the reader engulfed in it, and to be like, wait, 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 what happened? Huh? When did this happen? Let me go back and start again. You know, like maybe that was on purpose. Yeah. And if that was on purpose, props to her mind because how she even creatively wrote that out. PG Shorty. That, hey, I mean, Prince George's, be, Prince George's County be doing it. They Earth be doing it. Gold. They be doing it. We burn be gold out it. of here. That's what we do. It's the but, whole thing. gang. But she hates having sex with her husband so much, and she desires for further dick that he refuses to give her, that she just be <laughs> masturbating at all times. All times, anywhere. All times, anywhere. With anything. When she used the umbrella, I was like, no, 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 Because you guys, we all know that there are different types of umbrellas, right? We all know that. We have like the baby umbrellas. That's like the car umbrellas that we just really keep it. Then you got some umbrellas that's small enough to fit in your purse. Then you got like the family mm-hmm. sized umbrellas with the you know pointy thing on with, top. With, and it's and most of the time it's a pointed top or you know it. And you just be like, um. So when we say umbrella, I still want to know what kind of umbrella were. You, first of all, that don't even sound comfortable. But what kind of umbrella did you use to then get yourself off? Your umbrella vibrate. I just want to know, Zoe. Did you you? In 1990, whatever, bro, that don't even make sense. Your hands could have did the job. Your fingers could have did the job. Bitch, a remote. Bitch, a telephone. I don't understand. Something that was something that just was more realistic of going inside of you. An umbrella, an umbrella, an umbrella that protects me from the rain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, she's just sexually starved everyone to the point where any and everything is a dick. No, you, you know what I'm saying? Like nothing's, <laughs> nothing's off limits. Everything nothing's is off limits. Everything, everything's the penis, I guess. I don't know. Um, and that's really unfortunate because, like, on one hand, I can't help because of the way it's written and the way this book breaks down. I can't help but absorb it a bit as a comedy. But like when you look at the the circumstances, it is really tragic. It is it is really tragic. The fact that like 
women are conditioned so vigorously to not question niggas in relationship in order to maintain peace and semblance that she would just go sexually unsatisfied and be fucking umbrellas. That was really wild. Like, I understand. I understand that it was the '90s, right? Probably like '90s, early 2000s, right? Because the book was released in what 2000, right? Yeah, 2001. Oh, but like, bro. So you, that's I, that's just wild. Like, okay, we're not even gonna sit here and pretend like niggas wasn't you know sexually active in the '90s. Like, we know that, right? Like, duh. Niggas was definitely they was definitely fucking, but. So we here. You, <laughs> what do you, you mean? Just here, you just here went. And you just I don't I don't understand how much she how much she loved Jason and and all of that stuff. And especially at those young ripe ages, right? They were like 18 when they got married. So at these young ripe ages where all I do is pop off at the mouth, because Zoe's whole childhood, all she did was pop off at the mouth. So I'm so surprised that after after the two pumps, I stand for it. Yeah, I'm surprised that after the two pumps, she didn't pop off at the mouth to Jason. Like, babe, I love you, but that was trash. What was trash? And so it's like you wonder, like, where does that spark go? It's kind of like when they got back together after they dated. So they broke up. They dated as as youths, like in middle school, middle school, yeah. They broke up through most of high school. Then they got back together, like what they very end. I think so. Like, yeah. And it's like when they got back in the relationship junior year, it's as if she didn't want to test the bounds of the relationship. She didn't want to challenge the bounds of the relationship. She didn't want to do anything to fuck it up. So, yeah, which I didn't like at all. I was just like, "Mm." like when I was reading it, I don't even know. Like, I was so like invested in listening to the book when I didn't even I I knew they had broke up but it was the it was the scene when um when they were at like what was it the carnival the fair right or whatever that the school had put on yeah and and the kissing booth and all of that stuff and I was just sitting there like a kissing booth that is definitely some 90s shit you can definitely some 90s shit okay kissing booth mouths Touching each other's mouths in the schoolhouse. My lips on your lips, hosted by the school. Wow. Wow. Even Towson. We couldn't even probably do no fucking Pay a dollar to kiss this. Wow. Wow. But I was just, it it was that scene that I was just like, so you mean to tell me that you guys broke up right a year and a half ago only to get what? Like, it was just. It was just, I just didn't like it. I just didn't like the way it was played Chandler out. was always meandering in the background. Chandler Chand- was the little, the little villain girl. Right, the, the quote-unquote villain, right? She was, she was dating Jason on when they had broke up, but, you know, Jason wasn't really ever going to be with her. You know what you I'm know, saying? Chandler, we should have known that someone so was fast. Always- with this nigga when he left her in the middle of the in the middle of the carnival to get back with Zoe like before and she just sitting there like are you serious right now (laughs) he's not even paying her no mind she just got to storm off like that you know what I'm saying 
Okay, so continuing with the mess, right? Okay, so she's just really she's not she's not satisfied with Jason. She's just not satisfied, right? And the opportunity presents itself. Although something tells me many opportunities have presented itself prior to this one, but she was an art curator. She owned her own business that was lit. He was an architecture, right? Getting contracts with the city and all of that stuff, and it was just really beautiful. You know, he built her her dream house, you know, with the skylight so that they could always look at the stars because stars were their thing. And it was beautiful. It was. was So through being an art curator, she is presented with the chance to meet a renowned artist. Uh, He does murals around the city named Quentin. What's the last name? What's the I just remember Reynosa in the movie, but I don't know if they made that up. Um, so in the movie, they changed him to a white man, and I don't like that. Because <laughs> he's she deals exclusively in black art. Like that was what she wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's in the movie, crazy. in the in the book. So when it turned out that he was a white, I was like, yes. This white man is very fine. Don't get me wrong. One of the few white men I acknowledge as attractive. But what's going on here? The character in the movie was played by William Levy. If we all just want to take a second to Google him. What a what a shambles. Anyway, the nigga is fine. And that's the whole problem. Is that the nigga is fine. And he... Well, this is... Katra hates this scene the most. She... She she's trying to solicit him to sign him. She can mass produce his art, get them both a big a big band, a big bag. But and he proceeds to suck on her ear. What? <laughs> Why? Did he still... Y'all, that's wild. Like, okay, so they're in a public place, and she's talking to him about whatever. And I don't remember where exactly it happens because at one point in time, she like. She meets him because she meets him. She's like just already looking at his art. And then he kind of like is playing like he's not the artist because she had never seen him before because he had never been photographed or whatever. And she's like, oh, wow, man, he's so like this art. I just love I just love Quentin Quentin's work. Like, it's so amazing. Yada, 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 yada. And he and she's talking to Quentin, talking about how good Quentin is. Right. So this nigga already getting a hard on because she geeked over his work. Come on, hard on. And Very I mean, it don't it don't hurt that she's fine, you know what I'm saying? And whenever it happens, you know, she's like leaving, and this nigga, you know, pulls her back or whatever, and goes to you know, I don't know, give her a hug or whatever, and just sucks on her ear. And I'm just Nasty. like, why would you? Pre- first of all, where has your ear been? Do you wash behind your ears? Do you wash behind your ears? Because let's take a throwback to the episode uh, Wash Your Neck. Shout out to Derry. Yeah. Wash your motherfucking neck. Please wash your neck. But, like, that just don't even... It doesn't make sense to me why you then still pursue a business relationship with somebody who is obviously trying to have sex with you. He made that very clear. In the movie and in the book, he made it very yeah. clear that he it was, it was nothing but sexual advances on her part. Like he, I mean, from him to her, sexual advances, sexual advances. So, but the thing I, is, she, the, but she wanted it. She wanted it. Right, 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 she right. Wanted so it. That's what makes me so frustrated. And for you to say that you love your husband and do all of this stuff, and I, and 
okay, like the definition of addiction, right, is you make dumb decisions because of your addiction, right? So fine. Okay. Okay. I guess. However, for you to spend eight chapters on love and basketball, talking about how much you love your husband, how much he means the world to you, how much he's your everything, whatever, for you to then go and you can't control this man sucking on your ear. That shit happened out of nowhere. And I understand that. That was some she big was wild stuff. With it though. She was fucking but with she it. Was for, she was here for it. But for you it. to do all of that, you put in no effort. You then still proceeded to meet this man at a private location, his office. I mean, it wasn't his office because it was his loft. He's a painter, right? So they always paint in their spaces or whatever. So it was his, it was his area. But you then proceeded to go meet him at his space, not even like an open location, not even like your office or nothing. Like you then proceeded to enter his space, his art space, whether that's his loft, his his studio, whatever it is. You entered his space alone. Like you didn't even bring anybody with you to, because to make sure nobody else, to make sure Catarell, that you don't do no dumb shit. Catarell, listen, you know... You know what the fuck time it was. She wanted She's the a dick. Whore. Oh no! <laughs> Not that language. Um, you but guys, I've been calling her thought the whole book. The whole and I and I reject I've been that. Yelling that she was a thought the entire book. I've been she yelling has. at Shay all month of February because like, I've been actively thoughts, and I've been <laughs> actively rejecting that. I do not think. That she is a tatelito, okay? I that hoe. I think that she's deeply stop that nonsense. I think she's deeply, and we learn that she yeah deeply yeah, troubled. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah, she's yeah. deeply troubled, and so you know we fall down when we get up. I mean, um, by the end, I wasn't a hundred percent sure that she was a thought, but also, but also. She had a really like Quentin was her boyfriend. Like she wasn't yeah. just that, and that's and maybe that's where I struggle with. She was a thought, right? Because she wasn't. It wasn't. It really wasn't. Like it was very obvious. It was not just sex for her. It was very obvious. She just got turned the fuck out, friend. Okay. She got turned the fuck out. Yeah, that's she never had, had good dick her one time, like. Y'all, I'm telling you, like, this man didn't let her, like, he ain't let her do nothing, y'all. Nothing. No fun. No foreplay. Nothing. This nigga, listen, she tried to give him head one time, and he, stand behind me, you. <laughs> he was, he was, he, he had the big, you are Get a housewife, not a whore. <laughs> Get behind me, Satan. Like, he was seriously, like, literally not. Here on for some, it. on some like the Duggars shit, like oh yes, just bend over and I'm the man you had. Let me have it. Then we go. Like it was bad. It was, it was big bad. Wild. It was bad. But, but but see, at the same time, right? Okay, so she met Quentin, and I believe it was that first meeting that she went over to his place to discuss business, and he, you know. Oh, he, he gave ate, he her ate. gave her oral. He, he gave he, 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 he got him in his lips like like the like the he, blood was loose. He got in there. on his lips. 
He got in there and did what <laughs> needed to be done, and Zoe was forever changed. Right? Zoe was forever changed from that moment. So much and so, I- y'all. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead, because we was about to get to the same part. <laughs> I was like, so much so that when she finally worked up the gumption, because she left, she got the head and she left. A lesson. Everyone, a lesson. Take from Zoe. Get, get that bread, get that head, head and, and leave. leave. Amen. When that, in that scene, in that scene, I was like, Zoe, you better get the bread, get the head and leave. Yes, ma'am. Yes, and she ma'am. did. And she did. You and I was get so the proud. Bread, get the head and leave. I but was so proud. She couldn't help but she couldn't help but swing that ass back around. Shorty goes to his house because she's she did she go to tell him that they can't do no more? I Isn't think that that's, she, I think I think that's what she went there for. I, I can't remember. She either went there to tell him it was either that something, they can't or she went there to tell him. Let's have sex. It was one of those. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like it's like it's like why you went there for closure? Why you shave your coochie? Like she would, you <laughs> she know, to go tell him that they were. Uh, she would not try to fuck him no more. Ran into his neighbor, who we'll get into later, mm-hmm. and she was like, "He at the movie theater." When I tell you, Shawty linked him at the movie theater and sucked his dick, sucked nacho cheese off this man's dick in the movie theater. Y'all as hell. The, the way that the, the way that they the way that they, it was written, y'all, it was so wild. She's burnt it was him. So wild. <laughs> y'all, she burnt his penis. Like, what do you mean? You he nah, y'all. First of all, that okay, that was a date. That was a date, you guys. This is what I'm saying. She was not trying to hide that. You went to a public place with this man. That was you not a date, girl. She was like, thinking about the listen. Listen. Don't but, say that. Listen, you went to a public place with this man. You went to a public place. It wasn't a date, but you went to a public place with this man. You don't know who was at that movie theater. You don't she know said who it wasn't was at that, that many people. She said it was only 30 people. She didn't she I didn't say like, it was in She said it was 30 people in the theater. Okay. That's a lot not for a lot. theater. Bruh, I'm not in a movie theater. That's kind of like not enough to be saying not say, those cheese off a dick in the back. What kind of movie that theater? Has to be empty. Maybe, guys, where are the movie theaters? Somebody, our Atlanta listeners, write us in, guys. We're manifesting this. Write us in, guys. Um, please tell us: Are Atlanta movie theaters that big? How how many seats do they hold? Do is it a hundred seat movie theater? You know, sometimes you be having the movie theaters that be small, and it only be like thirty people be this in the movie. In the twenty, bro. This was in. 2001 at the absolute latest this was 2001 do you know how uncomfortable movie chairs were in 2001 Yo, no just thinking nothing. about it like heart stop that nonsense stop you basically at a baseball game ah! concrete <laughs> on the concrete but they also fucked outside on the hood of his car but you know dog wasn't it that same night yeah wasn't it that same night after yes, movie, it was. It was. He was, it was like, it was. Let, he was like, let me take you somewhere. This random nigga she had never met before. She just met the other day who sucked on her ear and ate her out the first time they hung out. Okay, niggas be like that, fine. <laughs> let, here, let me blindfold you. Here, let me blindfold you and take you to an undisclosed location. Mm-mm. What? No. That's unsafe. So he can fuck you on the hood of the car. That's uh, unsafe. To, to, to trauma bond. He took her out there. To the, to the fucking, tra- to the, to the railroad or whatever, the tracks 
to trauma bond. He showed it to Mary. He's like, oh, is this your family? He's like, it's the family I wish I had. My family was a man. I'm my fucked mom up, so fuck me. Ran off. My dad killed himself afterwards. And my grandmother, da 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 da. So, you it know, was just it was definitely giving like Ricky. Like, y'all remember Ricky from Secret Life of American Teenager? I'm broken. Let me break your back. Well, <laughs> that's what it was giving. That's what it was giving. And she said, okay. All right, well, I guess my back needs to be broke. Bam. Up until he, she finds... So Quentin proceeds to, as Katra was talking about earlier, repeatedly asks her to leave uh, Jason. She's like, no, that nigga's my life. I'm not doing this shit. If that's what you want, we can stop the shit right now. But then, of course, he's like, nah, fine. It's okay. Fine. I'm just saying. I just love you and shit. And woody woo. Damn. Nigga, so Quinn was out here being a pick me. Mm. Come on extra. now, <laughs> extra, 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 extra. Read all about it. <laughs> Niggas out here being pick me's too, y'all. One day she she comes pulls up for the day. Uh huh. Unexpected. She was like, "Yeah, I usually go and be with my kids on Friday night, but I'm gonna go get some dick first before I go <laughs> to the children's." Because that really became her routine, though. Like. Like, let's not skip over that. That really became her routine. Like, she would literally come to work, right? Be at work for, what, a couple hours? On her lunch break, she would be at Quentin's house. She taking two- and three-hour lunch breaks because mm-hmm. she getting her back broke on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? Business falling to shit. <laughs> Listen. But yeah. in the book, did they really talk about how her business was falling? Yeah, it wasn't like they they mentioned it, but in the detail. movie they stressed it. You know, what I'm right, saying? niggas wasn't making payroll. You know, what I'm saying we don't know how we are gonna make payroll next week. She was missing business meetings. She she was not pulling up to the kids' soccer games, and Peter had a smart mouth and was popping off, talking Y'all. back, talking back, having feelings and talking back. It was wild, but yeah. So she pulls up one day. Go ahead, Shay. Pulls up for the extracurricular dick. Walks in, he fucking the neighbor John. Remember, right. he, remember, Ooh, she goes yeah. to his house and he's not there, and she notices that Diamond's door is open or whatever. Oh, yeah. She hears yeah, noises yeah. from down the hall. That happens, and so out of a reaction of that, we're then thrown into the situation where she's just kind of like, "Fuck y'all, I'm going to deal with you no more." And he's just like, "How can you get mad at me? We have a whole husband." And she's just like, "I don't want to hear that shit." And so we put that dick on pause, and then she picks up some new dick. <laughs> right, right, right. But all right. So school. she, so she met. So prior to pulling up to Tyson, right? She met Tyson previously we don't know the exact time frame but maybe let's say a couple of weeks ago she goes to hang out with bestie brina right well we're gonna be gonna say rest in peace brina we're gonna get there but damn yeah but she goes to hang out with brina and brina they they got brina as a ratchet john right brina's a ratchet so really ratchet I don't I don't think Brina's really Brina is actually living her 20s. That's what Brina's doing. Brina is just living in her 20s. That's what's really going on. But you know, from Jason's point of view, Brina is a ratchet and a hoe. All your friends a, are slots. You know what, what I'm is? saying? <laughs> Jason was so no wild, fun. though. Jason no was so fun. wild. But oh yeah, God. she goes to hang out with Brina 
And but Brina did have on a hoochie mama outfit. Brina was trying to catch a man that night. And that's when we first met. That's when we got introduced to Quentin because she only went to the zoo because she was that was Brina's choice. Brina was like, oh yeah, Tyson. I heard about him. Right. Tyson. Right. And they she met Tyson at the zoo. And they, you know, they just had a good night, right? They was dancing. It was other like scraggly niggas trying to talk to her, but Tyson was a fine man in the corner. Okay. And Tyson eventually came over there, pulled up on her, and they talked and danced. And you know, they had a good night, right? Mm-hmm. That might, that might, right, might have been innocent fun. Might, right? You out with your bestie. Your bestie is all in somebody else's face, so you got to entertain yourself. So, all right, here's a nice, good-looking man. Don't matter if you're married or not, you're going to notice when somebody's good-looking. That's fine, right? And then you you have, you have converse, right? We have a conversation. You don't necessarily have to dance with him, but she dancing with him. You know, they're having a good night. All night long, it's her and Tyson. That's the move. That's the way that we on, right? But she still... But at this point, Quentin is still her main nigga. She didn't just fuck Tyson day one, right? Mm. It wasn't until she, she threw his no, 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 stop. She threw this nigga's business card in the trash and then went back and got it out the trash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Stop that exactly. nonsense. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't until it wasn't until Quentin pissed her off, mm-hmm. which is why I say that she was in a relationship with Quentin because she honestly originally fuck Tyson for revenge. That was just revenge dick. Yeah. Oh, so you want to fuck somebody else? I'm going to go fuck somebody else too. That's basically what, that's how that started. Yeah. And so she starts fucking Tyson. Tyson come with all of this fucking baggage randomly y'all. for what? No reason. Y'all Tyson. For what? No reason. Y'all Tyson. The first time Tyson we pulled up on Tyson. Who? The first time we pulled up on Tyson, Tyson like, jaw like raped her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He went to Tyson house. He came, she came over and he's just kind of like, okay. It he, was definitely a get the head and leave kind of situation. Right. And get so, the head, get that bread and leave like leave. she had did with Quentin. And that was, exactly. that was her plan. And then, it's like, she, it, I remember she even notes it at one point in the book. She's just kind of like, I, it, it was like my benchmark is if I didn't count uh, oral sex as cheating or something. Right, like that. right, right, right. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, she's very metacognitive. Like, she definitely reflects on how she mm-hmm. was acting in the moment, like, and is able to evaluate, you know, her. And maybe that's what was tripping us up with the confusion because it was so much. She's going through things, but then a lot of the times she's reflecting on the things that she's going through and then she's making, like, she's evaluating mm-hmm, herself mm-hmm. in these situations. Like, there's a lot. It's, it's a very robust situation. It's a very rich experience that we're having through the eyes of Zoe. But she tried to get the head, get the bread and leave. And he literally grabs her up and is like, nah. And just like, like, you're not about to leave. And throws just like, her down, rips off her underwear. Yeah. And, 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 and rapes her. Like, that is rape. Like, yeah. I don't like how Zane, and maybe that's just a testament to the time. And like, just yeah, because. It's a testament to the times. Just because, right, Zoe, right, her whole thing is that Zoe had a sexual addiction. So she low-key wanted it. But, like, no, sis, I don't care if, like, first of all, that shit just irritates me so bad when niggas be like, oh, but you got wet. Nigga, that's a bodily response. If that's, if you, if you, I mean, that's a, uh, what, like, rubbing on, rubbing on my vagina is a stimulus. If you rub on my vagina, it's going to get wet, period. 
if you try to insert something in my vagina, it's going to get wet so that it will go in smoother, period. That doesn't mean that I wanted you just because I got wet. That's what happens. That's how the body works, actually. Just like how you breathe, that's actually just what happens. Just like how when it's you cold, everybody's nipples get hard, that's just what happens. But you know, It is natural. Here's the thing, though. We have Sorry, I had to get that off. Hey, say that shit. So, we're in the midst of that situation. Zane definitely writes it to play it off. And she's just like, well, I did want it, so... Da, 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 even though, you know that it doesn't you know and this is a testament to things just not meeting today's standards mm-hmm. like that's unacceptable in the time in which we live like that couldn't happen like if that shit happened like it, we, it would be a case about it we would hear about it you know but that then sets up this like the framework for their relationship which she then begins to engage in which is He's her rough nigga. Yeah. Rough nigga. Right? So Quentin is like sweet and gives her what she wants. Quentin is rough, right? Which is why she met him at the zoo, right? He's Mm -hmm. more animalistic. He also just comes with a lot of fucking drama. Like this ex-girlfriend who, honestly, I felt like he was a dog-ass nigga. That wasn't his fucking ex-girlfriend. That was his fucking girlfriend. Whatever was... Every time Zoe was at the house, she was pulling up with the sticks and the stones, breaking her damn windows out her car. And Zoe drove, like, what, like a BMW or something? Like, Zoe drove a nice car. Yeah. It wasn't no, like, hoopty. So that's how she knew the the ex-junk, quote-unquote ex, right? She knew that he was fucking somebody new because Quentin lived in a rough, like, right, a quote-unquote rough neighborhood, right? We didn't know. It was it wasn't no nice ass BMWs driving around. It was all hoopties and regular nigga cars. So it was like, oh, so this nigga fucking a rich bitch. Oh, I'm definitely finna fuck her shit up. Right. So and Zoe would just lie just and lie. get the car fixed. Just lie. <laughs> ah! And Jason was going like that the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. Jason <laughs> never questioned Zoe. That was so crazy. Not at all. I'm sorry, so, what happened to the car? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to run that back. She would just tell Jason whatever, and he would just be like, oh, baby, I'm just so glad you're okay. But Why? I feel like that's also a testament to how he don't pay attention to her like that. Right, right. I also didn't like in the movie how that was so different in the movie. In the movie, Jason was very skeptical of everything Zoe was doing. And in the yeah. book, it was not like that at all. In the book, it was like she would say, This is what happened. And Jason was just so oblivious to everything. Yeah. Which, which in the book, it, 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 he further... was either oblivious or spazzing off. Like he was mad about everything. He's yeah. mad about, oh, he's like, bro, I'm telling you, she's just like, I can't get a little bit ahead, just a little bit ahead. No, you hoochie, like spazzing Wild. off like that. All your friends are sluts. Oh, babe, I'm, you know, a therapist. I met a doctor, da, da, da. Mm, therapist, those quack, those whack jobs. Like, da, da. like he, like he had two modes. Like, I don't know. They try to like paint Jason is. Or I don't want to say they try because like Jason is very obviously imperfect, like widely and wildly imperfect. But I don't like this infantilization of Jason. It's like, oh, he just boy, he did it. Like, Jason was giving me but, Jason was giving me hashtag who hurt you the whole book. 
Like, I, mean, I just wanted to know who hurt not, you. And we did find out. We did, but like, okay. The whole shit crashes to a head, and you know that they have a whole big blow up of everybody figuring out shit and it popping off and whoop de woot. And we'll actually leave that mystery for you all to read. We'll actually. Oh, we are? That. Yeah, we can leave that. Wow. Damn. Okay. There's so much that happens in the midst of that happening um, that I don't know if we have time to get into, but mm-hmm. there are major plot lines like running in the back of these crazy ass affairs. Um, for example, Brina, her best friend, and I'm pretty sure, isn't Brina like darker skin? Like this is dark skin girly razor. I don't care which I'm pretty sure. Saying. Pretty sure. Um, she is being abused by her boyfriend right and so there's a lot of conversation between um and not even really a lot because how many times do we even get to really interact with brina in a chapter before her untimely death at the yeah, end right, right, right. like right, right, right. how many times do we really get to engage in her story brina's been her best friend since they was a youth but as they got older, she just they I, did I different things. They, they did, did different things, things right? Zoe, Zoe became uh, I mean, she wife. she had a family. She had a family very yeah. young. You know, she had a she had a baby at eighteen or seventeen, eighteen, whatever that was. She had a baby and she got married. Right? She walked across the graduation stage and walked into her wedding. So it was very, very young. So she, she, she didn't have any time to like go out and sow her quote unquote wild oats. And I think that a lot of this hinges on the fact that Brina was living her life, but also there's that internal, um, belief that is ingrained in us that something is wrong with you. If you don't have a man, you don't have a, she's watching her live her natural last 20s while her best friend is married with children. And right. so she envies her best friend's life. And it's just kind of like, damn, how come my shit can't look like this? 100%. Why my shit broke down? Why my shit X, Y, and Z, blah, blah. She don't even know her friend is fucking... Her friend is a mess. Her friend is a mess. But like, whole tea, Brina, most of us are you. Like, most of, most of us niggas out here are you. We... Uh, we are single or, you know, recently found said person. Not everybody found their soulmate in 18. That shit is rare. As a child, she's always been in love with that nigga since she was like 12. And, you know, and I think, so, you know, the, the desire for love, the desire to be accepted and chosen by a man, you know, it motivates her to stay in this place. And she's just kind of like, everybody can't be you and have what you have. Some of us have to take what we can get. And that shit really breaks my heart because Mm -hmm. it literally results in her death. And even the way her death is handled, and we don't have to necessarily get into the specifics of that either, but even the way her death is handled, you know, it's... yeah. It's not a footnote. Like, it's definitely a major motivator because that's the bridge between her. Like, that was like, if, if Brina ain't died, who knows what Zoe would be doing? Zoe you know was like, okay, Brina died. I got to get my shit together. Like, exactly. I got I to gotta wrap this shit up. Exactly. Um, Zoe, Zoe had a whole change of self. Mm-hmm. And, like, she did so much, like, 
self-reflection and self-evaluation when Brina died and she wasn't going to work. She was just literally sitting in herself, sitting with herself and just like, this shit is crazy. I don't know what I've been doing for the past X amount of months or year or whatever, but this is not okay. I've got to, I've got to end this. That was, that was the moment for her, which was very, very, very important in the book. That was very important. It was that moment when Brina died and she just had all of this time. She was like, you know what? When I go back to work, fuck that. I'm ending this shit. It's not good. It's not okay. I've got to end it. And then she tried to go cold turkey and all that do all the shit in one day and got her shit fucked up and flicked again. Um, wow, we said we weren't going to talk about this. It explodes. It all culminates in the bullshit. It all culminates in the in in the in the big blow up in which niggas figure out Jason finds out what's been going on all of this time under his nose, behind his back, in uh, his face, in his face. At which Zoe decides to do something mad fucking drastic. Cause he finds out and he's just kind of like, You're dead to me. Like, I'm t- like, you, like, you, what? you whore. You whore. thought, you whore. disgusting, low down, dirty, trifling whore, uh, bitch. Like, Jason is pissed, right? As <laughs> any man would be, honestly. Jason says, You're dead to me. Zoe takes that as, I don't, I'm no longer on this earth, right? Because Jason's the love of her life. And Zoe decides to step out into oncoming traffic. Yes, hit by a fucking car. Is in a coma in a hospital. Arm broke. All she did was break her arm after all of that. All she did was break her arm. But, but okay, so don't, so Jason, right? So Jason sees that she goes into traffic. He tries to stop her, tries to save her, right? He yells to her. But at that point, it's already too late because she's already out there. The person who hits her tries to stop, but they're driving a vehicle that's just too big that really can't come to those sudden stops. And it's a wrap. Not a wrap because Zoe lives, but she gets hit regardless. (laughs) I think what bugged me out, I think what bugged me out the most I think what bugged me out was how she comes to in the coma or comes to from the coma and the whole gang has assembled to now diagnose her brain and figure out why she is the way she did after she just sustained like a major accident. Niggas now decide that it is, we're going to gather and figure out why she is addicted to sex. (laughs) Right, 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 right. It was just wild. It was just wild. Like the whole movie, like, and the way how we just had this conversation, how it was just so elongated. Like, I feel like our conversation literally followed the flow of the book as to where it spent so much time elaborating on her first and second affairs, leaving her third as a footnote, which I'm about to get to in a second. Um, but I think that a question we can ask ourselves, even leading up to the point we get there. Is Zoe really a sex addict? Right, right. Is Zoe really a sex addict? And I, I feel something about me doesn't feel right asking that question because it's just kind of like, you know, mental illness, uh, mental illness or disorders, addiction, all of that. It varies person to person. 
experience to experience, like no one experiences the same. Um, they even, so many people have said that sexual addiction is such a broad term that you can't really pin it down to one area. So I don't, mm-hmm. there isn't a criteria for which we can be like, oh, she is not a sex addict. But I just feel like the way the story is written, it focuses so much, so on the mess while trying to use various elements to tr- try and show us that, oh, you don't see that she's just out here doing anything for anything. It's just kind of like the way this is written, sister, and this is a romance novel a little bit. It's it's a little fucked up. Right, 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 it, right. It's, it's, like a, it's like a fucked up romance novel, sister. So, and I say, I would say, Zoe, I would only say, the only part of me that would say maybe there's a sex addiction there is because of when you are addicted to anything, right? Narcotics, alcohol, whatever you make dumb decisions that will negatively affect your life. And you know, it'll negatively affect your life, but you do it anyway. And that is the addiction. So in that sense, sure. But at the same time, the way the story was written, it was more, it was more focused on like these the are my experience with my niggas. Like you, you know, know what, what I'm, saying? I'm saying? Exactly. And so. it, it, it's hard to take in. And so I don't know if that's really a thing on um, Zoe as a character or Zane as a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just doesn't. It doesn't land well. It right. doesn't. It doesn't land well. Um. I also think that something that they used to try to get us to see that like, oh, you don't understand she's a sex addict and she'll do anything is that her whole third lover, which we've neglected to talk about this whole time in fashion of the book, because the book doesn't even ever really address them. And we never really get to understand the experiences that they had together. But Diamond, the the Jonathan Quinn was fucking. That's her third lover. Exactly. Because we didn't talk about it, but just. When they met, Diamond was like, hey, if you ever want to venture out into women, call me on the phone. So, you know, that was like the only thing that we ever got from the book from Diamond. And that's really bothersome to me just because I don't appreciate how they're using, you know, like women are not experiments. Exactly. That's not okay for you to experience, for you to experiment with. Uh, like, the, uh, the LGBTQ plus community, like that's not okay. You know what I'm at saying? All, and 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 you know when shit breaks down, she's just kind of like, I'm not even really into that shit anyway. I was just so desperate that I would do anything, and I really hate that. That's what Diamond is used for. We don't know right. shit about Diamond. Like she's literally a tool. Like literally, like she's being used. Like that she's right, literally right, right. a tool to show how far Zoe would go. And I don't really appreciate that. I wish Diamond could have been written better because so much so that when she's at the hospital, like she came and tried to kill her in the hospital. So I'm like, damn, was the pussy yanking? Like, but that's, and it was, it was just so many stretches. The pussy was yanking like that. It was just so and, like, many we didn't stretches. even know anything about their relationship for, you know, so the book does leave out, you know, it does leave some things to be desired. Important information that I feel like would have been valuable um, as a reader. Very important information that could have been, it could have been written better. I understand not spending a lot of time on Diamond, maybe because their relationship was nowhere near to the magnitude of her and Quentin or her and Tyson. But like to not even mention it was just like really insulting. Yeah. You know? Very much so. 
And so, yeah, I just, that whole last third of the book, like, I just couldn't go without. It was not good, but (laughs) it was great. It was fabulous and it was deliciously ghetto. Yeah. It was ghetto-ly delicious. (laughs) Right. Hood rat charms. It was great. Hood rat charms. Yes. It was great. It was it was amazing. That nigga Quentin, very talented. We're not gonna give away the ending just because we gave away so many of the details, but I feel like we've left enough of the story for you to which you can definitely go and explore on your own and get into it. And there's so much more shit that I wish, wish could we talk could about. say right now because this book is so fucking rich, but that just goes to show that you need to fucking get in the fucking gang. Yeah, 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 yeah. We be reading some, we be reading some good stuff, y'all. And honestly, the discussions really be on it. Like the the discussions that we be having at the end of the reading, they really be on it. And it's great to even hear other people's perspectives on stuff. Like I be thinking, one month. We do because I be thinking, like, oh, I be thinking, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I I understand the book one way, but like. When we was having that conversation, I mean, most of us, yeah, we had the same understanding, but like, I was even, somebody had said something and I was like, hey, I didn't even think about it like that. You that know? was the key right there, you know, and even in, even when we were, after we were watching the movie and we had like a little mini discussion after the movie, just comparing the book to the movie. It's always great. Honestly, reading with other people is amazing because you understand so many different perspectives. Yeah. Join the gang, guys. Join the gang. Join the fucking gang. Um, any closing thoughts? Let's wrap up this book. And I know that we're leaving you and you're just kind of like, but wait, what happened with that? Go read it and find out. Go read it and find out. Any closing thoughts on this book? Is there anything that you feel like we really got to get out before we get out of here? I feel like there's so much that I want to, and I'm just kind of like, I just. Okay. One thing that I think is major, right? Before we end this, before we finish this conversation is Please, you guys, communicate with your partners. Please just communicate. Please, 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 you guys, please. I really felt like this whole book, not that anything was going to be avoided because if she has a sexual addiction, she has a sexual addiction. And her sexual addiction stemmed from childhood trauma, which is very possible, very plausible. I I can clearly understand how that can happen. But please, guys, communicate with your partners, right? Because Jason... And we, we're not getting into it, but Jason experienced his own trauma, quote unquote. And I have to quote the unquote, because, quote unquote. And as bad, I've this book is hard because like these are real issues, like sexual trauma, sexual like this is real, but like the way it's written, it's, it's so just, hard to not interact with this text as a comedy. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's why I say quote unquote, because it's very mm. it's very, very, very hundred percent. Will be your problematic phase today, that, guys. It's it's 100% possible that, like, what Jason went through really does have that type of effect on him where he now has an aversion to sex. That's very true. It, it could happen. But the way that it's written makes me just question the whole shit. But I know that it could be... I know that that's a real thing. But regardless, right, Jason not communicating. And message... Words to black men, please communicate, guys. Oof. I understand that, like, y'all niggas think women are fragile, but, like, please, we're, y'all, we already carry the world on our backs. Please. If you're talking about you want to be with somebody and you, wanna, and you love somebody, women, too, if you talk about you want to be with somebody and you love them, if you do not open up to that person and tell them what the fuck, 
is going on with you, your relationship is not going to prosper, y'all. Y'all have to communicate. You have to listen with intent. You have to listen with your special ears. You have to Come listen, on. really understand yes. what somebody is saying. You need to you need to repeat back to them what you're understanding to make sure that your understanding is what they're saying. Communication yeah. is so, so, so important. I'm in a relationship yeah. now, and we've been together damn near three years. Like, literally, in a couple days, it'll be three years. And hey. we still... I mean, shout out to us because I love well, us. Hey. But, like, you... Like, communication is just so important in every day. And, like, we've had miscommunications, and it's left us in, in uneasy places. And we have to come back and be like, that's not what I said. That's not what I meant. Like, you have to do that in relationships. I don't understand. I mean, and I do understand because literally, like, it happens all the time. But, like, communication is just so important. And I just really, I honestly just cannot stress that enough. You need to be heard. You need to feel like you're being heard. And you need to set a boundary of that. If I'm not being heard, if I'm not being listened to, I'm going to make it bounce like Spalding. Seriously. Like, to be honest, like the problem, and I think what bothers me is that, like, they should not have been together. They were only together out of proximity, out of the time they spent together. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so they look back on the times and be like, I love them because they're holding on to like this feeling. So it's also a little hard for me to digest the fact that they jing. I mean, even though I've been advocate, like, they love each other, they love each other, but it's like at the same time, it's also hard for me to kind of you know, except the fact that they love each other, knowing like all this shit that's in the background, however they were determined to be together. Um, I think that determination for them to be together was, was really forced, right? Because the idea that, and I'm not going to say the idea that marrying your high school sweetheart right out of college is a bad one, but you really you really stop your life in a sense when you get married right you just kind of stop where you are and, and and at least when you get married that young because you experience like at 18 right nobody's really grown at 18 we all say we are but nobody's really grown at 18 right that's really, really when grown. You're honestly, your life doesn't really start until your 20s. And when you really start experiencing shit, that's when you really start experiencing stuff. So getting married, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't get married at 18, honestly. Like, I mean, if that's you, then that's fine. Because I know there's like YouTube couples that, I mean, my favorite YouTube couple, uh, Kylan and Edward, whatever, I don't know. They both their names start with a K, but <laughs> they're an adorable YouTube couple and like they're Christian and they got married at, you know, like 17, 18, right out of high school. And like it's adorable and they're super cute, but they communicate. So like you getting married super young and not communicating is so detrimental because in all honesty, okay, yeah, they got pregnant and but they probably should not have gotten married at 18 with Zoe knowing what she expected out of sex. Zoe knew what she wanted from sex when When she was 18. But I think that that's also, and here we are wrapping like gift, like, like gifts for Christmas. But, but I think the thing with Zoe is that in like a lot of women, they, there isn't, we're not really taught what it's supposed to feel like 
for most niggas, it's going to feel good. I don't want to say all niggas need is friction, but all niggas need is friction and some imagination and they're good to go. We're not really taught about the mechanics of our body and how shit works. So I've, we've all, I've been in a situation. I feel like we've all been in a situation where it's just kind of like, is this what the is is this what the sex is supposed to be sexing like? Is this what it's supposed right, to be? Right, right, right. Right, right, right. And I think she just got stuck there because again, love, commitment, and all of that. Um, but yeah, I just it, it's so heartbreaking because you just want to be like, damn, why couldn't she just tell her husband? And I feel like a lot of people say that, but I think niggas forget often that she would try to. She asked for a little bit of head, just a little bit yeah. of head, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no, a little bit of head. Like I keep try. stressing that. She did a try. little bit of head, and this nigga, like you know what I'm saying? Get behind me, Satan! Like you know he'd be spazzing off. So I don't know. Like I said, I'm not necessarily a thousand percent comfortable with the fact that they ended up together, but that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it's very wild. Everything that they went through, very wild that they just ended up together. Um, I don't know how realistic that was. I understand that it's a book, right? And we all, quote, we all love a happy ending, right? But I don't know how realistic that was because they really went through a lot. Like, that was a lot. Yeah. The book, it was a lot. That was, was a, lot. a lot. And it would have taken way more than what the book said had happened right for them to then continue their relationship y'all please go read the book because we got we 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 did a lot of information in the beginning but the last the last just chunk of the book the last three four five chapters we didn't touch on action because y'all y'all need to read that in all honesty you yeah. bro, you might be able to skip through the first couple chapters because we gave away because we so gave much. you the whole summary, bro. We, we really, like, we really was the cliff notes for the first like 15, 20 chapters. I was gonna say, just skip the chapter 25, bro. Just skip and the chapter 25. We already told you all of the other information that you needed to know for real. Boom, boom. Oh, get into it, get into it, get into the. It's it, it's gonna take you through a lot. It's it's funny. It's touching in certain ways, like you identify with certain characters mm-hmm. um, and certain things that they do and say. It's definitely sexy. It definitely gives. There know, are some pretty not, good sex scenes. There, there. there are some pretty good sex scenes, right? When niggas not looking nacho cheese off a dick, you know, it's pretty. It was spicy. It was it was some spicy. it was some nice spicy things there. It was some it nice was. spicy things. But it's definitely something that and like I said all month reminds us to live in our fucking truths. Don't fucking lie to yourselves and don't fucking lie to these niggas. I ain't lying by my nut just to make a nigga happy. Listen. And I feel like on that note. <laughs> all right guys, thanks so much for joining today's podcast. <laughs> like for real, for real. For real, for real. Yeah. Have a good one. <laughs> like that that's literally like that's it. Like don't be lying. Listen, please don't, don't lie to these niggas. Don't be lying. Don't do it. Sisters, brethren, don't do it. If no. you ain't come, you ain't come. If you ain't come, shit, if I ain't come, we ain't come. Fucking listen. Like, let's please each other. Let's have equal pleasure. It ain't over till it's over. <laughs> I love it. And that's on what? 
Mary's bald-headed brother named Bart. Brand, if you don't say that shit and continue <laughs> to say that shit. Forever. Thank you so much, friend, for pulling up. Always, always, anytime. I'm in the I car. Appreciated this so much. Thank you. This for was so with good. Me. Yes, Thanks for encouraging me on my low days. Thanks for, you know. Thank you for being a friend. Yes, always, always. Super excited for next month. Uh, really, really, really intrigued to get into this. The thing that I love about book gang is we just read the diversity of things that we read. I think it's phenomenal, honestly. <laughs> seriously, seriously, seriously. Like, it's it's amazing. Like, in, right, I've been very sporadic with my reading, right? You know, I'd be like, ooh, yeah, and then life happens, and, and that's just life. But I'm always peeping, like, oh, damn, they reading this this month? Like, I literally got the whole list from uh almost a year ago now when it first started and all of the books that y'all niggas done read and i just be like bro like the diversity is so bomb and i think that that's super important and super excellent and shout out to you for choosing these you know like really diverse books like you're you're really you're really opening a lot of people's eyes and word to you bro word to you oh thank you word to us it wouldn't be no it wouldn't be no book gang without the gang so word to the gang bro word to february's gang word to february's uh the movie night which we really want to do more of just just cute little y'all the movie night if you ain't read the book and you ain't pull up at movie night everybody who put up at movie night know movie night was why it was amazing honestly watching the movie as a group was so good it was so good it was a yeah. great time. I think we all had a great time. No, it was fucking phenomenal. We did, we got to do that shit then soon, again soon. But yeah. I'm 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 gonna be looking at Hallmark movies because you know Hallmark be having the trash, crazy movies. But mm-hmm. yeah, guys. Period. Whew. Okay, friend. Well, I love you dearly. Love, love, um, love. This is amazing. And I cannot wait to have another rich and robust book discussion with you. Yes. Yes. Always. Excited for the next book. Excited to to see how Cheers the Podcast and and Book Gang prevails in the future, you know? Mm. Love it. Love to see it. Love to see it. You know, we're going to be international soon, and that's going to be lit. Gang, gang. Subscription service coming soon. Don't tell nobody. (laughs) 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 Nigga, let me log off. I'm making all these false promises. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Love (laughs) y'all.
you know, Catrella and I don't sound shit like Jasmine and Ari. But as you can tell by the beginning of the episode, we felt like them. And that is what matters. What matters is that they sang a nigga's soul to the core. You feel me? Won't you spit on it? Yes, poetry. Poetry. Cottrell says, thank you so much, Chocolate Thunder, for coming through and gracing us with your takes. We love Cottrell. Cottrell says the things sometimes that we don't want to say, but we all feel. And so she speaks for us. She's a champion for the girls, if you will. Right? I called her the COO. That means chief ornery officer. Cottrell is not afraid to speak truths about something, even if people would think that it would make you look a certain way, be harsh or whatever. I'll be that. That's fine. And that is why we love Cottrell. Everyone learn. Everyone just enroll in her school. Enroll in her school. Please go read that book. Please go read that book. Please go read that book. It was amazing. Lee nastily delicious. It was print like as far as romance novels go, y'all know the nigga books. You feel me? It's like adult drama high. Like y'all remember drama high. It's like adult drama high. It's 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 good for the soul. It's chicken soup, sis. For the soul. Honestly. Just take the cover of that book and copy and paste it on top of this. Yes. If you would like to receive the pacing guides for last month's reading, all you have to do is sign up for this month's reading. And when you become a book gang member, you automatically get access to all the past pacing guides. All the good discussion questions, journal prompts, resources on where to get the book and the wine from. Every book that we've done, it all becomes available to you. Tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. And speaking of tap in, and speaking of the truth that Cottrell tells that some of us might be afraid to tell, we might as well tell. I might as well tell. It's me. I should tell you. Tell you about this month's selection. This month, March, in Women's History Month, we are reading I'm Telling the Truth But I'm Lying by Basi Ikbi. She is a very, very, very talented wordsmith. Beautiful woman. Genius, like her mind, she's a genius. The way that she takes words, like feelings, and then makes them one and the same. Like she says things that you can feel in your chest. This is a very, damn, I almost wanted to say invasive because it feels like it's all in my house and my business. That's what this book feels like. It's giving the same energy that I got from reading All About Love. Last July, the first book that we did as a unit. I feel that same. Ugh, girl. Oh, you all are. 
uh, my business, me, you're talking to me. Why are you so loud? I feel that, but she does it in a more narrative style. She does it through telling her story and it's just so beautifully worded, masterfully phrased in a way that you read it and it's like, I feel this experience in my body. We'll be pairing this fine text with very fine wine called We Go High by Love Corkscrew. Yes, we will be patronizing Love Corkscrew again. We patronized them in August of last year when we read Hood Feminism. We got their Niagara wine, which was sweet and grapey and very delectable. This month we will be doing another rosé. I chose this rosé just because it looked darker than the rosé that we had previously. So I was like, if it's darker, that means it has to be appellated, fermented, whatever happens to it at a different rate temperature, something or other, differing fruits than I want to taste. So we will be getting our taste from the good people over at Love Corkscrew. Shout out to their founder and CEO, I believe, Krishan Lampley doing amazing things for the girls and their taste palettes. Amazing things in the city of Chicago, giving back, giving back. And that's amazing. We love y'all. We love Love Corkscrew. Amen. If you're trying to get down with the gang and read this month and sip this month and you don't have the materials, you don't know what's going on, Send me a direct message on the Twitter or the Instagram so that I can link you up and you can link with the gang and we can all link in unity and literature and lituation and libations. Let us make it pop together, everyone. Remember, at Cheers the Pod on all of it, even at Gmail. I don't have a drunk tale this week. You all don't want a drunk tale this week, and that is fine. That's great because I don't have one. I really don't. But I do have some things that I want to get off my chest. I'm not feeling white people right now internationally. I'm kind of tired of you all and your pretend and the illusions that you like to pass, especially white people in other countries that aren't like the U.S., like Britain, like Canada, um, all of the Europe, whatever. Here's the thing. Y'all are the fucking origin story for racism. You all did it first. You literally are the, like, we... And when I say we, I mean they, the whites of here, are the offsprings of your whiteness. You all was the ones, I just talked about it, went around the earth and cut it up like a fucking Thanksgiving turkey, ham, chicken, sides, greens, beans, potatoes for your devouring. And then when America has all of these ales that are just hyper-focused because we have no choice but to reckon with it because the way our society is set up, the way y'all set the shit up before you bounced, made it bounce like Spalding. I mean, these niggas decided to stay. It don't matter. Whatever. You're all fucking weird. Moral of the story is, stop faking like y'all don't have racism 
where the fuck y'all niggas is at because y'all brought it here. So how? How is it not? I don't get it. I really wish I had the choose violence music in the background. What do you mean there is no racism in Europe? Y'all started it. Y'all was the ones that brought this shit here in the first place. You dropped everybody off and then y'all niggas went back. So what the fuck do you mean? It had to have come from somewhere. Ho ass. I say that to say there should be no shock and no surprise about the things that the Duchess of Sussex, the Duchess of y'all can suck her dick and mine too, open up the Frank stand for that ass. Nothing she says should come as a surprise to anyone. You mean to tell me you're surprised that there was no protection? Literally physical. Cut cut the fucking security. Cut cut it off. Cut it off. No more security for that. We not paying for security. What? Mental health. She said her mental health was struggling. She tried to come to niggas for resources. And niggas said no. 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 You want me to die here? Y'all niggas got me fucked up if y'all think that anything she said. This is the literal family. The same ass family. The same ass Windsor ass family that conducted colonialism. Like this, 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 this the same family that headed this shit up. This the same ass family that spearheaded it. Are y'all really surprised? Pick up your fucking faces and act like you know something. Act like we read a book. And I had to say that to myself because I was reading. I was like, damn, that's crazy. And I had to smack myself up bitch, and be like, bitch, are we kidding? These is the same niggas. These the same niggas that commissioned the shit to happen. The commission to, to, to come and take this shit and kill these niggas over here and come over here and rape this over here and steal that and take them over here, cut it up, divide up the spoils. This is the same nigga. It hasn't been that long, y'all. Harry himself in the interview said, I'm, listen, I don't, I, let's all act like we know. Let's act like we fucking know. Second of all, Piers Morgan, if I hear yo turkey giblet neck ass skin moving, flapping, because you talking out the side of it, one more time. I don't know. I can't say what I'll do. Like, I feel like I'm going to explode every time I hear this. Man, but like, I really need to mute his name. Every time he comes across my screen on Twitter, I just get angry. This man has nothing positive to say. All he does, he reminds me of Malcolm, but racist. Like, all this nigga do is point and yell and gesticulate and I don't trust the nigga Nigga shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I wish I could take a stapler and just all them lips together. Then splash you in the face with a drink. And then you can't even you know like when you spill something like you want open like you know you can't even open your mouth to do nothing. It's just all over your face, dripping down everything. I hate you. I hate you. How are you going to dismiss Megan's mental health struggles on national, we have the internet, global, media, to ever, that's crazy, like what? 
This woman said she wanted to kill herself. And you said you wouldn't believe her if she gave a weather report? Nigga, the suicidal ideations? Somebody get this nigga Pierce out of Get this motherfucker out of here. Get him out of here. Take him out. I want him gone. I want him gone. So Pierce, you a bitch. White people who act like they don't know. You a bitch. And everybody stay up and stay... Stay stay smart. Stay knowing. You already know what the truth is. Just live it, girl. Just live it. Mm, thank you for taking in this episode. Thank you for interacting with it. I hope you have a blessed week. I hope you get the head, get the bread, and leave. I hope that you keep up with your shit. I hope that you stay hydrated and drink your motherfucking water. Mind your business that God gave you, the business that pays you. I hope you sign up for a book, gang. I hope that you prosper yourself, and I pray that you put yourself first above all things. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but I am tired of talking, so I'm going to stop now. All right. Cheers to you. Cheers to me. Cheers to life. And cheers to these hoes. We can't love them and we cannot under any circumstances cuff them, but we will and shall pour up with them. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Be the dear to the hood of Bristol. Take your town with it, little boy.